If you're new here, this is the Saniac Podcast, a one-stop shop for all things MTV's The Challenge. We host live weekly recaps and have an awesome website, saniacpodcast.com, where we produce written recaps, challenge news, challenge quizzes, badass graphics, and so much more. We're also branching back into the interview sphere now that we have this properly well-oiled podcasting machine set up. We have some killer interviews in the works, so stay tuned on our social media platforms for those announcements. I can say that one of those will be the Nolan Twins that is confirmed for Friday, next Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time, so we'll keep you guys posted on that, but hopefully we have a couple more earlier in the week. So if those all pan out, it'll be a very exciting time for the Saniac audience. I am Shawnee Suisa, a podcast producer from the exceptionally rainy Los Angeles. And this is Saniac's very own recap writer and head of Hannah's Hit List, Hannah Okosisi. Am I saying your name right, Hannah? You actually did, and most people don't. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's right. So there we go. Hannah, say hi to everybody. Hi, guys. Happy to be here. We are super excited to have Hannah on the air with us tonight. Hannah produces all of the content for the Hannah's Hitlist section of SaniacPodcast.com, including the Killer Challenge Sporkle quizzes that we have been releasing lately, which have been so much fun. They've gained lots of traction on all the social media platforms. People are tweeting us and, you know, commenting their scores, and they are loving it. She has been with us since the beginning of Final Reckoning, and so we are so excited to have her on. And finally, you guys got to have a more long-form, in-depth taste of Hannah's Challenge Takes. As usual, let us know where you're watching from. Drop your location in the comment section. Our live viewer audience has been growing, I mean, nonstop since this season started. So, you know, let us know a little bit about yourself. I think a great way we can start that is by everybody dropping in the comments what season of the challenge they watched first live. I know for myself, I believe it was the Gauntlet 1, but I always fuck this up. I remember vividly there was a uh, mechanical bull involved. So that's, that's when I first started. I think I was about 10 years old something like that Uh, so let us know when you first started watching the challenge and don't feel bad if you're a recent viewer we appreciate all of the viewers for those of you viewer yes hannah's a recent viewer so this will be great we'll have some new takes tonight uh zach is kind of an old viewer both in age and in spirit so this will be a a more youthful episode today For those of you that are watching this on the rebroadcast or listening to the audio versions, feel free to come back to the comment section on this live video on our Facebook page and share your thoughts with us. We frequently check back the comment section throughout the week, and we also have a comment section on each episode post page on the SaniacPodcast.com website, so you guys can comment there as well. All right, a quick ad before we jump in, and I mean quick. Stars is awesome. That's right. Stars Network is an officially an affiliate member of our program. You should sign up to get Stars. They're basically like HBO and Showtime, except not. Use our link and sign up for Stars, and we will drop that in the comment section and pin that so you guys can check it out. Uh, if you are interested in signing up for Stars, there's a free trial going on right now, so definitely check that out. All right, Hannah, how are you doing today? Good. This is uh this is gonna be an interesting episode because this is your first time on air. It is. I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> so let's uh, let's start, I think, with what everybody wants to know, which is um, a little bit more of our fight that we started on Facebook uh, about the Amanda tying up situation. Because I think we have to just sort of talk this one out a little bit, especially yeah. now that there's this massive campaign to get Viacom to release the footage. So what's your thoughts on just in general? Give us your give us your perspective on this. All right, so I don't think it's 
quite clear cut like the guys were completely in the wrong or Amanda was completely in the wrong it's kind of like the circumstances what what happened so what we know is that Amanda was yelling for hours right Mm -hmm. so in that fact that she antagonized people in that way Mm. and then what we're told is that she was laughing at first when they were tying her up so it wasn't malicious intent to begin with it was funny Mm -hmm. so I still don't think it was a problem at that point um what you know made a shift and what's made it bad it was whenever she started crying but what we don't know is did she start crying because she was being tied up or is she crying because of her hair like we don't know so I can't Mm. on that because those are two different reasons it's true. It's honestly unclear. And I'm, I'm actually pissed off at Viacom right now because apparently if you guys miss this, hopefully somebody will drop this in the comments. Um, maybe Drunk Heather will get involved and drop uh, the screenshot that Shane posted on Twitter saying how the show is threatening people to stop talking about this because they uh, they're threatening them essentially saying like if you keep talking about this we'll we'll like come after you it's bre- breach of contract whatever the fuck it is that they're trying to go after and so i feel like they're trying to keep it hush hush and if it was not a problem why can't they release the footage like why can't they do that so we don't even know what's going on because they aren't letting us see shit and they aren't even letting amanda see shit yeah that's really suspicious i don't understand why they're doing that It's just weird. And it's weird because you would think that they'd learn their lesson from everything that happened with Tanya, that they would, you know, that they would likely be a little bit more, I don't know, on top of things. It also feels like they have so much security there and they only ever use it to protect bananas. Yep. So that's another thing that makes the situation weird is that if Viacom is covering up, did something really bad actually happen? Mm-hmm. that's what we'll never know and I do I do like agree with you to some extent in the fact that it started off as a joke but I just think that there is a lot that starts off as jokes and then ends up really poorly you know what I mean but I would like to hear more comments on the topic what okay so what do you think about Cara's reactions though because I think that's a really hot button issue these days okay Cara's reaction was not good especially for someone who's all about women pride and she doesn't like <laughs> being bullied herself and yeah her reaction wasn't good yeah, she was a little bit. I mean, listen, Kara blocked us on Twitter just in case everybody is um, out of the loop here. Although I'm sure everybody's pretty, pretty in tune with what's going on. Kara went on a massive blocking spree. She blocked us on Twitter. I mean, she just went after so many fucking people. It's like crazy. And tonight's episode was so great because Zach calls her out so loudly. And I'm not one to just hate on people for hating. Like you could block me on Twitter and I'll still like you. Zach blocked us on Instagram and I'm dying to get him to unblock us because I love Zach. Like <laughs> it, it's, it, I don't take these things personally whatsoever. But I mean, it just shows how much she's breaking down as a human being right now. Like there was that post in Challenge Fans about how she's becoming the next Camilla. Do we feel like she's becoming the next Camilla? Is it is it too extreme to compare the two? It's too extreme. I feel like Camilla just had issues. Like Camilla just, she was crazy. She was an alcoholic. She was racist. Camilla just had issues that don't compare to Cara's. I mean, I don't know though, because I feel like, oh, like just the the way that Cara's going about things feels very much like she is, she is going down like a, a, a path of a serious breakdown. I mean, that's what it feels like. She's acting like who goes on a blocking spree and blocks a bunch of fucking people. Like, I don't know if the cast understands how shitty the show has been the past few years. If it wasn't for diehard fans, there would be no show. So to go through and just block people because they like a comment. I mean, come on, give credit where it's due. We produce a whole fucking website about this TV show. We have two quizzes up just about Kara. Like maybe do a little bit more research than just somebody liking a comment before you block them. It's just lame. 
oh, just lame. Like she's <laughs> she's just acting like a school kid. That's what I feel like I'm dealing with right now. Honestly, I can't argue with that. I don't <laughs> I don't understand the blocking. You guys, I mean, Calhoun kind of goes after her a lot, but you defend her, so it equals out. I think <laughs> it's true. Calhoun's a little bit of a bitch to her. I can see that. I could see why she would want to block Calhoun's personal page, but right, yeah, but not all of you as a whole. Yeah, it's just lame. Anyways, I'm hoping to get Polly on here for an interview. I'm hoping to get Kara eventually on here for an interview. But that seems like it's uh, really, really not going to happen ever anymore. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see about that. All right. So a few other things I wanted to touch on. I have to make an apology in regards to last episode because I shat on Natalie a whole lot last episode. And I found out that there was all this shit that she did that I feel like I would have really been entertained by, like this Glittergate business. Have you heard about Glittergate? Okay, I keep seeing everyone mention it, but I have no clue what any of you are talking about. Okay, so Glittergate is basically Natalie, before she left the show, when she was packing up her bags, went back into the house and poured glitter in Zach's bed. And so Zach like, got really pissed off to the point where Natalie got fined for the whole situation. So it's now like this whole thing. It's now Glittergate, basically. And they never showed it. They never aired it. And she had like a killer fight, apparently, that they didn't air. How did that not make air? That sounds iconic. I know. It pisses me off because I would have actually liked Natalie more last episode than I did. I thought she was so lame last episode. But little did we know there was a whole fucking glitter fight. I think I saw someone comment that Zach had to go to the hospital from too much glitter in his lungs. That's such a lot of bullshit. He's tall. So tall people are emotional and they cry more often. So this okay. is what happens. Tall people are also <laughs> e more easily susceptible to crying over physical ailments. It's just a thing. I'm telling you. It's actually fact now. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. So let's go into the episode now. Oh, before we go, everybody hashtag show us the footage on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Fucking show us the footage everywhere. Hashtag it all over and let's get Viacom. Viacom to release this footage. They didn't re want to release the Camilla footage a few seasons ago until people spoke up. So we can get them to release the footage if we all speak up loud enough. And quite frankly, the fans are, I mean, challenge fans are the loudest people I know. So let's just, let's just get it out there. Show us the footage. Hashtag all over. All right, guys. Um, all right. Episode. So we start off with some house stuff. We got Kara and Polly sort of commiserating over, you know, Kyle and Maddie winning. They're, like, upset. It's just sort of, it sets the tone for what is to come in the later part of the episode, of course. And then we have a really emotional moment with Turbo talking about him losing his best friend, JP. And he also, like, drops a whole lot about how he doesn't want to have to ask Nani for translations anymore and that it's really hard for him. You know, he feels like he's disturbing her. And I totally resonate with that because I lived in Israel for six years and I, my Hebrew is not that great. Like I can get by, but it's probably equivalent to what Turbo's English is. You know what I mean? And so for me, I feel that like I would sit with my friends. I'd rather not understand what people are saying sometimes than have to ask and impose, you know, to have somebody translate nonstop. And right. so I feel for him. Like I feel, I feel like he's stuck in that kind of situation where he doesn't know what to do. But Nani's response was so great. And I don't know how people think that they're overrated. I think they're a fantastic team and he's such a good character. I think that showed another side to Turbo I really liked. We all know he's this badass that can do everything already, it seems like. But we haven't seen that sensitive side. And so that makes him, like, so well-rounded and perfect, honestly. Mm, exactly. Like, he really is. And he's just got – he's got – He's just such a kind human being. Like, I don't think we've ever seen someone so kind on the show who's also 
more outspoken. Like, we have Jenna, but she's really quiet and kind, whereas Tobro is so loud about his kindness, and it's just so awesome. And he also doesn't, like, on social media, he's great to everyone, and I think that's a really good quality. You know, somebody who can appreciate Kara and Polly's relationship while still simultaneously being really close to Amanda and Josh. Like, that's really fucking cute. Yeah, he's not choosing sides. He's above that. Exactly. We like him. We stand Turbo up in this house. So we'll see uh, We'll see how he does performance-wise. He did really good this episode, but hopefully they, they keep it up. Um, all right, daily challenge. So I didn't write the, what this daily challenge was, but I'm sure it's some sort of like gimmicky name in relation to tires. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so the breakdown is, to begin, they are chained together to their partners. So obviously we know this is going to be uh, heavy on the drama and stress. When mm-hmm. TJ says go, they have to race together up the sand dune to look at an answer key. The answer key tells them what color tire goes next to build a colored tire pyramid. Then they have to go to get the tire and race back down and start building their pyramid. They have to do this 14 fucking times. 14, like, huge tires. Even the small ones look huge. I, I mean, this was like a crazy-ass endurance comp. I was so happy to be able to see something like this early on in the season where we get a test yeah. out who's going to kill a final. Right. I mean, normally you get a late in the season, you kind of already have a feel for everyone. But right now you just really had to prove it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We get it. We get it right away. And this is when we get some of the best moments, in my opinion, that set up who Bear is as a person. And we really get to see these glimpses start to show. And- yeah, trap person. <laughs> amazing person me and hannah strongly disagree on this guys but we will break it down tonight because i personally think bear was fucking fantastic oh he was so good (laughs) all right so the first funny line we get in this moment was i'm feeling horny today by bear (laughs) and honestly that was such a priceless interaction because i could just tell the sort of like shit stirring mood he was in and i knew that shit was about to fucking blow off and i i didn't really see any of the previews for this episode so i didn't know based on like looking at that stuff i wasn't watching any of that um so it was all fully surprised for me um all right so Davon and Bear, they have a little tussle. They go through whatever it is, you know, and and Bear is like really annoyed because Davon is moving slowly. And honestly, I feel where he's coming from because in competitions like this where it's endurance, at least personally, I hate I just like I hate going slow when it's boiling and I just want to get it done. And it makes it so much harder to go like to walk slowly up a mountain than to just beast up a mountain and then, you know, take your time going down or something along those lines. And so I feel where he's coming from in this moment. Or it could be more like what Leroy said. It's not a sprint. It's a uh, marathon. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it isn't a sprint. It's a marathon. I get that. But at the same time, like to just drudge through the sand, I mean, it's just like, oh, it's just so slow. And you have to walk. I mean, it's not like you're walking through regular ground either. This is such a I mean, I just I feel where he's coming from. I also get Devon because it's not like I'm some beast at running. You know what I mean? So there would be a time where I have to settle down. But I mean, I don't know. I think I think they could have done better in that situation. They probably could have done better. Like, she could have tried harder, but it also from editing, it looked like he just went straight to snapping. There was no encouragement. Like, let's try harder. Let's try harder. It was immediately like, ah, you suck. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We did get an initial, like, there was very little of him 
being like, come on, day, let's go, let's go, let's go, darling, yeah. let's go. Yeah, no, there was not, <laughs> not much of that. Um, all right, so Georgia getting mad at Hunter, which was my probably one of my favorite moments because it, you see a Brit who you, a lot of people underestimated at first, yeah. pushing this guy that people praise as a really good, badass competitor. And that's pretty cool, you know, as somebody who's who's tuned in and who's been a Love Island fan to watch Georgia be the superior member of the team. Uh we saw in previews before the season started Georgia running a lot. So I already mm. suspected that she had that endurance. And then mm. I already already felt that Hunter didn't because he's just pure muscle. And we've never had to see him actually have to run for a long time or anything because Final Reckoning, Final was a sham. We all know. Mm. So we haven't actually had to see him do it. It's true. We haven't, we haven't gone that sort of chance yet to watch what it, and you know, a lot of times it's popcorn muscle vibe where it's like they're huge and strong, but they can't really run. I mean, think about when Zach passed out in that, that one final, like that was and hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and even, oh, um, even for this challenge, Ashley was gassed out. Mm. They're just pure muscle. I wonder if it has anything to do with steroids. I mean, we'll, we'll find out one day. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Hunter's on them. And I think Ashley too, like they're just too, they look, if you, if you look as if somebody could poke a needle through you and you would pop, then that's a problem. Like then that, that's, that's where I get concerned. You know what I mean? Like right. Wes looks big, but he doesn't look like you could pop him. It doesn't look like you could actually physically pop him. It looks like you could physically pop Ashley. Like he would just deflate. <laughs> I have that mental image now. <laughs> All right. So then we get, you know, Polly and Ninja. I mean, they're like killing all of these challenges and i knew it i knew they would they're just perfect mm. i i don't like either of them personality wise i'll be honest but competitor wise i like i can't deny it they're great oh i can't explain how much i'm loving paul these days i, I really am he's become a new favorite of mine i think in so, so many ways um but but yeah it's crazy it feels like as if nobody has any other chance to almost beat these guys because they're dominating so intensely and sometimes I like watching that but I also prefer watching it when the team that's dominating is the underdogs like Kenny Laurel vibes and Fresh Me Too where the whole house is against them and they come out on top and I feel like this is more just like a team killing it with lots of people on their side and it's less enjoyable to watch as a viewer in my in my eyes like if Natalie if Natalie and Polly were literally the enemy of the whole house it'd be a different story but I feel like they now have so many friends in the house yeah you don't want to root for them as much yeah <laughs> uh, Denise said look at the before pictures they were scrawny definitely steroids yeah definitely oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah they were they, I mean they were tiny listen you can work out a certain amount but I know. I just watched, I was watching Hunter season of Are You the One the past few days. And yeah, he wasn't nearly as big. Comes on the challenge a year or two later. Rah, big <laughs> gorilla. Literally gorilla. Um, all right. He, Tina's so funny. I work every day not to like Polly. Enjoy how much he loves the game. On It's honestly, it's hard not to like Polly now. Like he's really become a likable character in my mind. And it's, I particularly think on social media, the way he's been reacting versus the way Kara's reacting is so different that people are seeing how much better Polly is than what we all think. I think Polly is better than Kara, but that's not saying much. 
<laughs> I think I think me and Hannah are agreeing on our dislike for Kara lately because oh yeah. my god, ay ay ay. All right, so then we get into the official quitting. Bear officially quits. He's just like, no, not going to do this. Sits down. And Devon pushes through like a fucking badass champion all on her own. Keeps it going. You know, real cute, whatever, et cetera. Queen, praise hands. And then we have Hunter arguing with Georgia again. I mean, this thing like goes back and forth. And then Theo, who just like pops up on the tire pyramid and fucking flings tires up there as if it's nothing. He's so tall. And, you know, then we just see the winners. And this is where I want to mention that while I do love the pacing of this show, I think production is like taking the piss out of all of us in the fact that they're they're milking it now. They're 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 not showing us what we want to see because they're trying to fit too much in the episode. And it's it's as if they've gone from one extreme to the other. Like, yes, we want to have good pacing, but we also want to see quality content. And if you're going to try and squeeze all this shit in and only give us a highlight reel, it becomes different, you know? I really wanted to see more of B because Wes said she was a beast and Wes isn't always the best to his partner. So if he said it, I believed it and I wanted to see more. I wanted to see her powering through these tires. That's exactly what I'm thinking is the fact that we don't get to see a lot of these stories that people are saying of how they're beasting the challenges and stuff. And to me, that's upsetting. It's like Final Reckoning. I felt like they just they would show one fight for an entire episode. But now it's like they show 30 fights, a challenge and elimination, and we barely get to see any of it. And so it's just like, I don't know. I, I feel like they're literally they're acting as if they're listening to our desires but they're not a hundred percent listening because we wanted a challenge and elimination in an episode and final reckoning because the content was so boring you know what i mean but this mm-hmm. content isn't that boring so we would actually like it to be slightly more stretched out like i think we could go for a full challenge in an episode plus you know a drama and then wait for an elimination next time type of a thing and we don't actually get to see that stuff now so i mean i don't know i do i do like that they're listening to us but it's almost like it's like they're acting like, oh, well, you guys wanted this, so here you go. You don't get a seed all now. You know, like, here, you, you kids threw a tantrum. We'll give you exactly what you want. I mean, they did give us what we wanted. We didn't, you know, no one specified, like, we need this amount of challenge shown. So <laughs> I guess you can't necessarily blame them for not putting it in, and hopefully they listen to this and fix it again for next season. It's true. Hopefully they do listen. We know Viacom tunes in and MTV, they tune into a lot of the podcasts and stuff uh, to hear what people are saying to, you know, improve their show. So hopefully they're tuning into our show uh, because I do think like I do think that they were if they blend in the pacing of last season with this season together, you have a perfect blend. You know, it's like just just spot on type of a vibe. You know, you do like 20 percent cliffhangers. You know, 20% where you leave the the whole thing for the next episode type of a thing. And and you just sort of spread it out a little. I think it's 13 episodes this season. I would say, you know, 19 episodes would have been great. Yeah. Uh, All right. So then we have the winners. First up, Natalie and Polly. Pretty obvious. I mean, they're just like smoke showing through the entire thing. Uh, Then Turbo and Nani. Were they second or third? I want to say they were second, but don't quote me on that. It happened so quickly. You know, that's what I'm saying. It happened so quickly. So uh, I think that they were second. And then you had Theo and Kara who came in and they were slightly behind. So they, you know, they came in after. Uh, <laughs> Irving is saying they should just do two hour episodes. We, I fully agree with that. I agree. They I, could I, do it. I think people would actually watch it. Like they would want to watch it. We'd all skip commercials, but we would want to watch it. 
Um, okay, so then we have, um, you know, TJ calls out at the end when they're all lined up. Our first real call outs from TJ to the, you know, to the cast that were quite harsh. And I think this is the first time Bear has ever been put in his place properly. And it was pretty satisfying to watch, but also hilarious to watch TJ realize that this guy actually doesn't give a shit. <laughs> you know, it's, I don't, we don't like quitters. TJ doesn't like quitters. I think TJ should have been more harsh to Bear. Um, he kind of like, I, like, lump- I like the occasional quitting. No. Well, I mean, I like it for TV, but not as far as the challenger goes. And I, I feel bad for Viacom. Like you paid him all this money, like the same amount as bananas and he quit. So there went your money. I mean, yeah, but he didn't quit like an elimination, which is a different story. You know what I mean? He didn't yeah. say like, fuck it, let's go home. It was like, I'm not going to do this because we're not going to win tribunal anyways. And I mean, what are the chances they would have won tribunal? Well, yeah, they weren't. We all knew that. We kind of, we already knew who would win even before that challenge started. We all know what kind of shape they're all in. Mm. Um, but still, you can't quit just because you're going to come in last. How many people could quit throughout the years because of that? I actually think they paid him more than Bananas. Did they? I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he's a much more valuable cast member than Bananas. No offense to Bananas. But in terms of, like, market value, he's way higher. TJ was... Yeah, TJ Shade was on point, Greg. I honestly was I was pretty surprised that he even mentioned something to Hunter, though. But I was pleased that he did that because, you know, it was a kind of a similar case. Like, Hunter, maybe he might not have given up, given up. But, like, were you really even trying? Yeah, I didn't like that. And I didn't like when Hunter kind of turned and snapped on Georgia. Like, I know you want me to go faster, but I can't. Well, Georgia didn't seem like she was snapping on him. She mm. wanted him to go faster, but she wasn't acting like Bear was towards Davon. So yeah. Hunter should not have acted that way towards Georgia. I feel that. I also hate when people get mad at somebody for trying to pump them up. Like, come on, let's go, let's go, let's do this. Like, to me, that's encouragement. That's like, let's move, let's do it, let's go. And some people take it so personally and they get all worked up as if the person is like, I hate you, you suck, (laughs) da-da-da-da-da. It's like, come on, you know? You mean as if they're bare? (laughs) I love him so much. (laughs) He's so fucking funny, honestly. Okay, so then we get the nominations. I was kind of surprised. First of all, can I just say in the nomination room that is as if they didn't think Theo was in that room. Like, Carr was so disrespectful to her partner. Fuck that shit. Everybody should have a voice. Uh, honestly, I might have missed that part. It was annoying. <laughs> okay, because it happened so fast. Because of the quick pacing. Basically, yeah, I know. What went down for everyone is is essentially you had all of them coming in to do the nominations and because Polly and Kara were both in the tribunal, you have Polly and Kara almost dictate the entire thing. They're like, okay, well, here's what we're going to do. Here's well, here's who's going in. Well, this has to be the person. And almost every single team had a Brit on them that they wanted to send in, except for the Jenna and Gus, which was kind of a last minute switch. They all wanted to send in Brits and Theo's just like, well, you're sending in my entire alliance. Like, I, you know, I don't want to do this. Like, I'm, I'm fucking, you know, I can't possibly be part of that. And they really barely listen to him. And Kara is so emotional in how she's choosing to play this game. It's just kind of, it shows a lot of her weaknesses. Yeah, I figured as soon as they won and Polly's like, yeah, we can make moves because this is the first time Kara and I in our tribunal together. I already knew at that point that they were going to strong arm everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got the sense. Like, they were so aggressive about it. 
Um, so we come in and you have Nani and Turbo who Turbo's reasoning is great because, you know, Turbo's all about sportsmanship. He's like, fuck bear. He can't, you know, you can't do that to a partner and get away with it. So, you know, they put up Devon and bear and then Kara and Theo put up Jenna and Gus, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Um, and then you had Paulie and Natalie who put up Zach and Zahida by the way, I've had two cousins join this tonight. This is hilarious. Shout out to Brian. Also, shout out to my sister whose birthday it is today. Tova Suisa. Woo! Everybody say happy birthday to Tova. T-O-V-A. Happy birthday, Tova. All right. Um, so- Tina said uh, Theo's alliance was with the whole house, though, which she makes an excellent point about. But not really. Like, I mean, I hear what you guys are saying, but I just feel like there was zero consideration for the fact that his whole alliance was going in there. Like, Josh and Amanda wasn't even an option for people, even though, like, even though they're, it's, it's like they forgot because they're so blinded by this quick hatred that they have right now that they forgot about the people they OG hate. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, how can that happen that a few words from Zach? that kind of felt like a joke be something that then drives your entire strategy over the person that you were so set on trying to get out in the start. Like it's just, it felt so, it just felt so silly. It felt so silly. She's been very emotionally voting for the past few seasons. Yeah. Big time. All right. So let's jump into this tribunal. Now this tribunal was kind of interesting. It wasn't as explosive as the last time because it was kind of short. Um, but I did still appreciate some of the gimmicks you know, you have Zach and Zahida who come in and Kara, who's so condescending and rude. I would just like to remind everybody what happened when Kara was voted into her first elimination. Oh, that's right. She literally cried so hard and threw the world's biggest pity party that she had undoubtedly the goat of the challenge at the time, Darrell, lose one of the most iconic, if not the most iconic, winning streak in challenge history. So, I mean, the fact that she is, like, now forgetting all of that, putting all this shit on Zach, ignoring the fact that there's a person attached to Zach who is, like, a real human being that she's just, like, shitting on as well, which is Zahida, it's just, like, annoying. It's so inconsiderate, and it's so not something that she would have wanted to happen to herself, and now she's putting it onto other people. I feel like Kara is... She has balls now that Polly is here, and she's with him. Honestly, that's it. She's like, mm. Polly is hot-headed and he'll run his mouth, so I'm going to be hot-headed and run my mouth. Well, that's not how you were every other season you've been on, so chill. Interesting perspective. That kind of makes a lot of sense. It's like now that she feels like she has true backup, she feels like she can get away with that kind of stuff. Right, and I the don't car- like that. <laughs> I mean, Zach is a jerk, but... Yeah, Zach is a jerk, but come on. Honestly, the Kara stands are going to be loving this episode because they've been shitting on me nonstop on Twitter. Like, well, you hate Kara. Why do you care? Da, 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 da. And it's like, I don't actually hate Kara. I disliked her on tonight's episode. I don't hate anybody. Same. I don't hate anybody. And quite frankly, I've been one of the few people who's actually come out in support of her and Polly's relationship. And so, you know, you can listen to a soundbite. You can listen to this episode, but you can also listen to the entire Final Reckoning season one of the recaps that we did and see that I am quite fair to Kara, if not fully in support of her when she is a likable character on our screen. Unfortunately, she's like a shitty character on our screen right now. That's not my fault. It might not even be Kara's fault. It could be editing. What I didn't like is when Kara brought up to Zach, like, you make your girlfriend cry every day. Mm. But if you don't like people commenting on your relationship and saying Polly treats you terribly, then why are you doing it to Zach and Jenna? 
That's such a good point. I've I've seen that one on Twitter now lately as well. Is is this idea that she's calling out other people's relationships nonstop, like Kayla, Mikey, Zach, Jenna. You know, she wants to speak on everybody else's relationships, and she even spoke on her own. She's the one who put out all of that Polly Danielle stuff out right. there, and then she got mad when people responded. And you know, it's just kind of lame. Like it's just it's just lame. And I really think that. She has to be able to take this sort of criticism and grow from it as a person. You know, people were like, oh, you have to respect her decision to block you guys. And it's like, yeah, I can respect it. It's still confusing. And I still think that it's sad because it means that somebody can't handle, you know, hearing some really valuable information about themselves and be self-aware enough to say, all right, that might be true and I might change it. Like, I think that's a really sad thing. I don't think that that's necessarily positive. We're not just like hating on her nonstop where, you know, we're unnecessary amounts of hate. This is genuine concern and worry for how she's actually playing the game and also her life. Um, Yeah, Tina, uh, that does make Jenna cry. I'm not saying that Clara was wrong. Whoa, but whoa, it was we, don't, we don't know if Zach makes Jenna cry every night. That okay. is well, yeah, com- we don't know every night. Yeah. That's completely hearsay. And if anything, Cara knows just how to play the cameras and production to be able to get a line in there that will be, you know, cherished by her fans and then taken. And for the rest of time, everyone's going to be like, well, Cara said that Zach makes Jenna cry every night. Like, we yeah. actually don't know if that's true. And if anything, she could just be planting that so not everyone hates Zach more. Sorry, but I like Zach. <laughs> you like Zach. <laughs> Zach is just, because you want to know what it is. I think he's super misunderstood. And if anything, this we'll get more into the fact that him and Zahida are a great pairing later. But we actually get to see what my theory was, you know, a few episodes ago. I spoke about how with the right partner and the right sort of down to earth person, he's not a shitty human being. And so we did get to see that a lot this season. Yeah, I have a few comments on that once we get towards the elimination talk. <laughs> All right. Okay. So in the tribunal, Zach comes in, super condescending. Kara is like, "Well, you gotta leave when I say you gotta leave." And then Zach is like, "I'm just gonna leave now because I have nothing else to say." And Zahida's like, "Why am I involved?" And then they just walk out of the room. Jenna and Gus come in. Jenna, you know, explains that her and Zach are playing different games. Whatever. They walk out the room, and then you have the emotional tribunal of Devon and Bear. And I mean, I felt really bad for Devon in this moment. But I just, I, I honestly can't get over how easily Bear is getting under everybody's skin in the house. Like, it's priceless. I mean, they are just all sweating bullets at everything he does right now. They're, they're so stressed out about the fact that he's not a good sportsman person. Like, didn't they watch seasons when Casey would quit Heights Challenges? And she's a fucking legend. Okay. <laughs> but I... I don't like Bear, but I can definitely see why he keeps getting callbacks for different shows because he definitely knew exactly what to say to antagonize people and instigate it. Like how he said, Nani, stop flirting with me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that cracked me up when he said that, honestly. <laughs> I was dying at that moment. But then, I mean, I was instantly filled with sorrow because you see Davon crying and I just, I could feel for her, you know? I could feel for her in that moment. I felt bad I understand why they want to throw Bear in for being just a general bareness. Um, but I feel bad that Devon got brought down with it. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I understand it, but I also don't like it. Yeah, I feel that. Greg brings up a really interesting point, which is something we should probably discuss um, now that we're done with the tribunal, is that the Brain Candy crush 
group actually did block me already. Um, and they're actually horrible fucking human beings in there that bully and attack people nonstop. And, you know, the group had actually gotten really good for me because all the evils uh, and the people who could not see past my political differences into the fact that I'm actually a solid human being blocked me so I didn't see any of that shit anymore and it was just really nice kind interactions except for the one admin who's literally a Nazi tyrant running that group um, and she's actually really rude and she took everything I said in this one thread super harshly and it was just kind of as if I was talking to a wall like I was dropping some things about uh Basically, the way it all started was it was an ad thread about the BCC's advertisements that they put too many ads in there, which is, by the way, why our stars ad was so short. Um, and and I was dropping I was dropping information on podcast ads. You know, this is I'm a podcast producer. I run a podcast network for a company in Los Angeles. Like this is literally what I do every single day. So I was letting people know a few things about podcast advertisements. Everybody was having a great time in my thread. We we're, you know, passing on information. Somebody else was in there from digital marketing. You know, we we're sort of dropping things back and forth. And out of nowhere, fucking Brianna or whatever the hell her name is comes in and starts being so negative about the whole thing saying, so you're saying Susie and Sarah don't have integrity. And all I said was that just because they put an ad in their in their podcast, like that's a product, doesn't mean they actually like the product. That's part of affiliate marketing is that, you know, you have to preach the product so that way people buy it from you. And it's not a integrity or no integrity thing. Like you might... You might sort of like a product. You might not love it. But when you get on a show, you're going to say you love it because that's literally how it works. That's how you make money. It's a fucking business. If somebody is selling cars, they're going to sell you a car as hard as possible so you can buy that fucking car, whether it's the best car or not in the world. That's sales. Part of podcasting is also sales. And so for her to come in and say, well, you're saying they don't like it. All I said was it doesn't mean that they like it or don't like it, you know, and she's the one who's coming in, ironically, getting mad about me making assumptions, which I wasn't even doing. She's the one making assumptions about me. So it's just hilarious how she's so hypocritical. I mean, it's like, ooh, challenge Twitter would have a field day with how hypocritical she is. That's how hypocritical she is. She needs a T-shirt. Um, well, I'm not in the Brain Candy Crush group because I see all you guys complaining about it. And I realize I don't need that in my life. Yeah, save your save yourself. And the worst part about it is, is that we actually have lots of receipts of people messaging Susie saying they felt ostracized, they felt unwelcome in her group, they felt like they were being bullied. Um, and Susie's response is like, "Well, I'm not a part. I don't run that group. I'm not affiliated." Even though she comments on all the posts, they tag her nonstop. Brianna like acts like she's best friends with all of them. I mean, it's honestly crazy. It's like just it's just Mean Girl 101. Susie from OG Channel days being a little bitch and then that's manifested into this fucking facebook group that they've created so we created a new one called the saniacs group that's how the saniac podcast started because of this group being so downright fucking bitchy is what it is we started our group and now almost all the members that have left voluntarily because of this evil admin and or because of the fact that they didn't like the group have all come into saniacs and now it's a really it's a really fun place over there so you made a good thing out of a shit situation yeah, we turned out, uh, we turned like bananas did. You know, he was a ripe banana and he made banana bread with these uh, vlogs that he's doing on the traveling. <laughs> All <Wow>. right. <laughs> BCC, the, I wonder if there's like some sort of acronym we could do there, like a BCC, and then it, one of the C's would be cunt for sure. Like a uh, biggest cunty cunts. <laughs> there I we go. Know. All right. So here we go into the aftermath. I'm sure you have some things to say about this. Bitchy, crazy cunts. 
bitchy crazy cunts. There we go, guys. BCC, bitchy crazy cunts. That's what we're calling them from now on. So if Susie would like to find out um, how her group is representing her, she could just find out that it's really poor. Also, in case people were wondering, the Brain Candy Crush or the Brain Candy Podcast downloads have gone so far down the fucking drain. Their podcast is shit now. All right. Okay. So Zach's speech, when we get the aftermath of this whole thing, he's like talking to Polly and Kyle, and he's saying how when Kara is fucking Polly, he's imagining Kyle's face on it. That was kind of a funny line, but totally <laughs> doggish. How could you not have died for that? I was dying in that moment. Oh, no, I did. I did. It was like horrible, but it was horribly funny. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. It's definitely horribly funny. Um, okay, and then you have Zahida who's crying. And it seems like the rookies don't really get the fact that they have no choice but to be in this drama. Yeah, well, what I don't like about Zahida crying, you know what she said, I'd never choose Jack, uh, Jack. I'd never choose Zach as my partner if I'd known he was like this. Well, you should have watched the show before you came on it. There's plenty of seasons where he acted the same way and you would have known. Mm. No, but she was saying I wouldn't have chosen Zach if if she knew the sort of ties between the drama and he didn't really have that much drama going into the season. It felt like it all sort of started on the season. That's true. You know what I mean? Like if you think about it, I'm actually thinking about it now. All the Zach drama started on this season. I mean, this is, he was friends with Kara before this. He stuck up for Kara plenty of times before this. She just got really sensitive, took a few things super in the wrong way. And now it's like this feud that never even happened. Him and Wes were fine. Him and Bananas were fine. He started off this game, like, pretty. I don't think Kara took things the wrong way. He was insulting her. I don't think they were, like, super harsh, but he was insulting her. So she she had a right to feel bad. She calls herself a pirate. Why can't he not call her a pirate? If she calls herself a pirate. It was an intent. He used it. You know, he intended to hurt her with it. It was an insult. Yes, but then would she then be insulting herself by calling herself a pirate? Why well, no, is it allowed to be? A, but not necessarily, because we don't actually know 100% what his intent was. We could tell by the whole conversation. He was not speaking nicely about her. I don't know. It felt like he wasn't necessarily being the meanest ever. It felt like he was just criticizing a sort of shitty situation. And he threw out a joke that she really didn't like. But I mean, how can you how can you dislike something that you call yourself like? If someone were to call me a witch, which I call myself all the time because Tina calls me a witch because I wear witch clothing. Like, why would I be mad then if somebody were to call me a witch? Like, oh, and now he's dating that fucking witch. Like, yes, that's what I call myself. Now he is dating me. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's so weird to get mad that somebody calls you something that you literally publicize and do photo shoots about. Well, when you put it that way. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> all right. So you got Maddie, who's like a killer hype up beast, trying to get Zahida in the zone, you know, be like, listen, don't focus on that stuff. Stay, stay cool headed. Uh, And then you have the poker game. This was great. So you got them all going to play poker. Apparently, Josh tweeted that he was about to win, which I really doubt is true. And then you have all the Brits sort of chatting downstairs while Bear is being, you know, he's like not allowed to play. And he's sort of like trying to be a... I don't know. He's trying to throw himself a little miniature pity party, but it's really not going to work for anyone. And Kyle takes this opportunity to poke the bear, which is really not hard to do. I mean, you could say one thing to the guy and he'll just go do it. Right. Bear wants that camera time. He'd do anything. 
Yeah, he's like, well, I, it's also just the way he is as a person. Like, I have a friend who, if you said, like, go go fuck with that people, go fuck with those people in public, like, go do something, go th- go pick up that sandwich, you know what I mean? He would actually go do it. He'd, like, go to someone's table and he'd be like, oh, this is delicious. And he would just, like, start eating. That's just, that's the vibe of some people. And I think he has no fear when it comes to that. Um, Rhonda, okay, Rhonda says she calls herself a pirate, but he called her literally Jack Sparrow. And fine, but if somebody called me the most famous witch in the world, I don't think I would either be insulted as well. I mean, it could be a male witch as well. I don't think that that should be a big deal. And also, he said she was gross and Polly Duff was a nice girl. Was uh, And Polly was with a nice girl. Yeah. See, not a nice conversation. All right, that's not the nicest thing. I'll agree with that. Okay, so... <laughs> That's definitely not nice to say that he was with a nice girl and now he's with someone gross. Um, but it was also, you know, preempted by the way that he was, she was treating her. Although I really disagree with saying those kind of things about anybody. Um, okay, so then you have Bear getting hyped up. He goes, he runs, jumps in the poker table. And see, this is the moment where I wish we got more footage. Because I feel like this fight and this whole interaction was probably a really long time. Right. I think people would have reacted very bigly. And then accused Cam of tripping him. And so I wanted to see Cam's reaction to that. Cam, you trip me. You trip me, Cam. You trip me. Cam trip me. She trip me. Oh my god, he's so funny. Like that shit's you hilarious. Like Oliver. That shit is hilarious. Um okay, so then so then we have some more strategizing of the people who are going to go into the elimination, you know, Day and Bear I was surprised Wes and Dee's name was coming up so often in this time. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I know Devon is a fan of the show, so I'm like, girl, what are you thinking? Mm. You're, you're decent, but you're not good enough to go against Wes. Don't do yeah, it. It just felt really callous. Like, they were all acting as if Wes and Dee was a good option. Now, I want to open this to the comment section because I personally don't know exactly who I think these guys should have chosen to go in. I'm leaning towards Josh and Amanda, but I'd love to hear what you guys think on who would have been the more ideal candidate that these two teams should have focused on potentially picking to go in. Uh, it's, it's like, you know, it's kind of slim pickings now, especially with how many ties there are in each team. Like, there's a Brit in all these teams. There's Jenna and Gus on that team, so they can't pick them. There's, like, these people on that team, they can't pick them. It's it's kind of like a... I don't know. It's it's like one of those master webs, you know, those almost like those hookup webs or something where you have to figure out who's not connected to me that I can pick. And so it's it's a little bit of a tricky situation uh, for them right now. All right, I, so almost, we- I almost wish there were less UK people so that it wouldn't be like clear-cut UK than everyone else. Mm. I wish there were more other corners from other countries to, you know, shake things up. Yeah, I could see that. I wish that there was more rivalries from the UK. So it wasn't yes. like all best buddies from the UK. It was like some some of them hated each other kind of a thing. I think that mm-hmm. would have been I think that would have been a cool addition to the season where we see like two Brits going at it because they hate each other kind of a vibe and and they're like ferociously trying to take each other out. Although I mean I'm sure in future seasons we'll get that, but that would have been a really cool addition to this particular season especially with all of the rivalries going on. Yeah, that would have been a good addition. All right, so what's your thoughts on Zach and Amanda now becoming sort of like bonding over their hatred for Kara? I I guess I can see why they bonded, but I wonder how long it's going to last. Mm, I feel like not very long. <laughs> yeah. And if you could have bonded so easily, like 
how big were your issues actually? That is true. I honestly don't think that their issues were that big. I think they're just like very loud individual. Like I don't actually think if they really got to know each other and hung out that they would hate each other that much. It just felt like there was so much yelling in all of their interactions that was rarely like, yeah, let's chill. Let's see what's going on here. Well, people said they uh, got along for a while. Did they? Yeah, I thought people said they got along until Ashley came in the house. Is that it? See, that's what makes that makes a lot of sense to me because don't you notice how different it is now for Amanda that Ashley's out of this house and that she's mm-hmm. alone? For the first time, Amanda doesn't have one of her immediate buddies like Nelson or Ashley, who usually are a big portion of the shit that she causes in the house. Yeah. Uh, see, Amanda is worse when she's with Ashley. She's a little bit more bearable without Ashley. Mm, mm. I feel like to, as a team, they just become, they just, I don't know, they just go after people too much, you know, together. It's like they have, it's like two of them as opposed to one where it's kind of like a little screaming person where it's like two, it's like a gang. Yes. Yeah, yeah I see that. Um, all right. So I, a lot of people are saying Josh and Amanda, which mm-hmm. does make the most sense to me in terms of, you know, who they could beat. But I really liked how Zach was looking at it, which is that Amanda will never be on Kara's side. So to choose her when, you know, realistically, if they were to come back, that'd be a great person to have in. You know, that's that's a good option. But I do think that they could have beat Josh and Amanda, although a puzzle, Amanda's good at puzzles. Yeah, well, she is normally good at puzzles, but she also failed on that first puzzle of the season. So maybe she'd have another off today. That's true. And it was kind of a similar type of a puzzle. So I could see that. Um, conspiracy theory from Greg. Amanda crushed hard for Zach, but she saw Jenna as a threat, so she spread the rumors on invasion. <laughs> ah, that's not so bad. That's not a bad. Uh, listen, we'll put that in the conspiracy theory bin, along with Alon not being injured. And not the vice versa conspiracy theory that Zach wanted Amanda. I think they both wanted each other a lot. They should have just hooked up. They should have. I think I'd like them better than Zach and Jenna. Oh, I like Zach and Jenna. <laughs> I like I like Jenna and I sometimes like Zach but I don't like Zach and Jenna <laughs> that picture she just uploaded recently was so gorgeous of her with um more brown hair I think she looks fantastic with brunette hair Michelle, couple. Michelle is asking why not Day and Bear and I think this is you know this is something that they they would have definitely been a team to choose if you wanted to win but they were so heavily aligned with Zahida that it's just not the greatest idea you know and, and the same thing for bear to have to choose Zahida to go in it just wouldn't have worked and they also would have lost a lot of the loyalty from the others <laughs> wants to know when you're gonna Alex Miranda wants to know when we're gonna have Alex Jones I would interview Alex Jones any day of the week anytime I would wake up at fucking five in the morning or stay up uh like I usually do until five and interview him if that's <laughs> what it took uh, I'm a big, big Alex Jones fan. I think he's absolutely insane. I think he produces the most memes the internet has ever seen. Um, I think he has some of the greatest quotes of all fucking time. And I also think it's hilarious how much people take him so seriously. So, you know, he's kind of like a... Who's the equivalent of that on the challenge? He's like the bear of the political world. Oh, my God. What a comparison. Stephen Bear, Alex Jones, they're basically the same thing. One's trolling the whole world. The other one's trolling the challenge world. Okay. <laughs> right, Greg so we- said, didn't Amanda claim that she and Zach hooked up? Did she? 
I don't remember if that was actually a confirmed claim. From what I understand, the rumor that Amanda was trying to spread or the one, the bomb that she's been, you know, talking about wasn't actually the uh, the dating app. It was the fact that Jenna and Tony had hooked up and somebody walked in on them in the hotel room after they had all lost in that season. And I mean, it's like it's a cra- it would be crazy if that's true, but that is what I've been hearing. So the bomb is apparently that Jenna and Tony hooked up, not necessarily uh, that Amanda and Zach hooked up. Although, you know, I I don't I don't know. Like, I think it's it's not crazy to think that Amanda and Zach would hook up. Like, there was a lot of tension there. I don't think either of those are unbelievable. They're not. Jenna and Tony, I could see that. I could see that really well. Like, that's not yeah. hard. Yeah. And Zach, Amanda, like, they could fight all they want, but they definitely have the hots for each other. And they're both hot. So so together, that's a nice duo. I like that. Um, okay, so let's go into the killing floor. We get into the killing floor. You have Kara giving, like, the most obnoxious speech ever about Zach when she's, like, just the way she was speaking. I can't even... I think maybe it's because Calhoun isn't on here, so I feel like I have to compensate for the car hating that we're missing right now. But you don't honestly, need him. I'm here. <laughs> I'm in for the car hate today. For the car hate, not in general. <laughs> like it was just so crazy. It's like why, why, why? Like why do you have to do that to somebody whose girlfriend is right there to throw out some shit? Like oh, Zach makes his girlfriend cry every night. What the fuck, dude? Your boyfriend made you cry for six months. Like how is that even possible that you're gonna now give shit to Zach and Jenna who've been together for years, years, who've been through so much more than just Paula and Kara? I mean, it's just crazy and. I don't know. It just it just felt so it felt so like sensitive and so nuts. And the worst part about the whole thing is this this idea that Zach can't be friends with Kyle because Kyle hurt Kara because that's crazy. Like I used to think that way. I had so I dated this guy in my university the first two years. It was like on and off friends with benefits type vibe. Really like lame. I thought I was like a cool girl for being okay with it, but obviously I wasn't kind of a thing and I got mad at my friend my best friend who stayed really close to this guy as well afterwards because it just upset me like deep down but I grew up out of that right I realized yeah I realized that's stupid they're in their 30s you can be friends with you know people you don't like exactly like that's that's something that I think what was I I was 19 years old at the time so it's like I really thought that but it was it only took that one situation of my life to realize how stupid that was to do and I instantly regretted all of that and I was like okay that's ridiculous like anyone can be friends with anyone you know it's not like this guy destroyed me he just didn't like me in that same way we ended things it wasn't on the greatest world of terms but like now we're fine we're we're very good friends you know and it's to think that your to think that your personal shit has to now dictate the way somebody else lives their life like that's bullshit i think that's bullshit see i'm not a cara hater but this episode she was just so unbelievably obnoxious and i feel like she was just trying to have reasons to be mad with Mm. this that zach you can't be friends with kyle since he hurt me i think she just wants to be mad Mm. yeah i could see that it just felt like there was a lot of anger that she was trying to project onto others and, you know, Kyle and Polly apparently get along when Kara's not around. I heard that, yeah. So, so it's, it's really just Kara. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's like, I don't know, you just, you can't, you know, Mikey and Polly had a really good phone call as well, by the way. Mikey was telling me that Polly was, like, super chill on the phone, that he was, like, a really cool guy, like, you know, didn't feel anything weird from him whatsoever. 
And so it makes me think that a lot of the negativity and the negative energy is coming from Kara. I mean, it's it's so obvious at this point now. And and it's funny because all the stands, they hate us, but our downloads have skyrocketed since all of this shit with Kara has gone on and since all this shit with Mikey and Kayla has gone on. So it's like obviously people are tuning in about that. And I don't know. It just feels as if she's... She is reacting to things that aren't necessarily happening to her. Like, yeah, Zach said some fucked up shit. What have you said about Zach, though? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. It's I like don't know. She... But from what they saw, Zach instigated it. But, yeah, she probably said stuff back. Why wouldn't she? Instigated it, but you have to remember, she was the one instigating the whole fight with Zach because she was saying you can't be friends with Kyle. Yep. You see what I'm saying? So it's like... Yeah, it's like she, she instigated it last episode when she said that trying to say that Zach was cheering for Kyle not bananas or vice versa exactly like literally right. intentionally trying to st- stir shit and to cause trouble because somebody is friends with somebody who who didn't work out with you as a relationship like I'm sorry but I think that that is so stupid and so young like my ex deleted me off of all of these social media platforms recently, and I think that's so strange. Like, I wouldn't just never do that. I ended on good terms with him. I still think he's a fabulous human being. I'm just not that kind of a person to do that kind of stuff. So for me to wrap my head around it, it's so, it's just so difficult. It's like, it's just, it's just so difficult for me to wrap my head around how somebody would react in this way and have like a healthy life. Like, it's just. It's just not positive to always look for the bad in these kind of situations, like to point out that Kyle was rooting for this person and go rat that person out to make to try and cause trouble to say like that person can't be friends with them to dictate what your friends do like to say, oh, well, you know, you oh, how can you date that person? Jenna, you know, he's friends with Kyle or how can you date him? He's horrible. Like anyone could say that to you about Polly and you'd be so pissed off. You'd block them on social media. Why can you say that? It just doesn't make any sense. I again think this has to do with Polly being on the season and she thinking she can do stuff that she couldn't do before. And now that someone's going to co-sign for her. And I really don't like it. If you're going to be a badass, be a badass by yourself. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Be a badass by yourself. Handle it on your own. Tina, Tina is amazing. And thank you very much for the compliment. She went, while I understand you wanted to compare your friend's situation to Kara and that she's older, the thing is you are more mature than her, like on a real personal level. You are a superwoman when it comes to personal growth. She sucks, you rock. Wish you were gay. I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that's hard for me to get a lot as well as the fact that not everybody sees things like me all the time. And so I really have to put myself in the perspective of a different human being in order to understand it. But you know, there's only so much that you can watch someone do negative behaviors and not want to comment on it. And it's, it's, it's not coming from a place out of a desire to hate Kara because that's so not the person I am. Like, I wish I could like Kara. I wish I could like everybody. But right now, what she's showing us on the screen is immature. It's shitty. And it's, it's making her look really bad compared to what she, I think she thinks it's making other people look bad. Yeah, I don't, I don't ever fully hate on anyone. I say nice things about people. I hate, say bad things. Even the people I don't necessarily like. Like, I don't really like Amanda, but I don't, you won't see me shitting on her in all the comment sections everywhere. You don't mm-hmm. see me doing that. Because I don't think everything she's doing is terrible. Mm-hmm. And so, with Kara, I'm not just hating on her. She's just currently deserving it. Yeah, definitely. And this is why you're part of the Saniac crew, because that's that's our whole motto is like we have to be able to analyze these characters as if, you know, that's what they are. The characters on our screen. It, Michelle is saying she did that with Abram, too. Did you watch back when Abram was on? I've seen a few. Yeah. 
you've seen a few. So with him, it's really funny how similar the situation is now with Kara and Paulie to how it was with with Abe and Kara. So for a lot of people who saw that all go down, it's like they feel like, oh, this is Abe 2.0. You know, this is the same thing, different day, basically, kind of a thing for Kara. She just likes those unhealthy relationships. I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. But I like Polly. I'm, I'm not going to lie, guys. Like, I really like Polly. I think he's showing himself to be a solid, formidable challenger who's going to come in here and compete and also who's not afraid to entertain us with some drama and, and not take it personally either. Like, we're not blocked by Polly. <laughs> Michelle, Michelle said, I remember CT ripping into her and she stood there like a baby saying Abram would kill him or some BS. Oh, I remember that vividly. I remember that vividly. Yeah, I mean, that kind of stuff. Like, that's the thing is, when she has that person to back her up, it's so much easier for her to be in that kind of a way. And your theory really rings true to that. Michelle, that's a great point right there. Um, okay, so back into the sort of choosing s- section here. When they're in the tribunal, you have Carr. She's finishing up her speech. And this is right when Jenna comes in and interrupts her and I think we all need to praise Jenna and how much louder she's gotten more outspoken in this season than before it could be editing but it could also be her growing see I feel the same way about Jenna that I kind of am about Clara because Jenna also inserted herself into that argument between Amanda and Zach and Nani or whatever Mm. so I feel like Jenna also feels like she can say more now that Zach is here I can't tell if she's standing up for herself or it's because she has Zach. Oh, that's an interesting point. See, I didn't actually think about that. I was just thinking like the positive. I was like, oh, she's standing up for herself. This is killer. Like da da da. But I mean, that's a that's a good. That's something we have to keep an eye on because now that Zach is gone, we'll be able to see how she acts in the house. If she you keeps know. that same energy, then I'll be like, okay, good for you, girl. Exactly. I hope she does. It could also maybe be because she has Nani there as well. Oh right, I forgot about Nani. Yeah, so she might keep that energy then. Yeah, like, I think a really good girlfriend backs you up a little bit better than a guy, you know? Most most boyfriends are just like, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then we have um, Kara picks Zach and Zahida. Theo picks Zach and Zahida. Obviously, we go, down, we go down the whole list. Everybody makes choices, and it comes down to a tie again, uh, as, as this seems to be, like, the, the trend. You know, it's always going to be coming down to the last vote. And this was a really intense moment, but you have Natalie, Natalie Ninja, Natalie Duran, who shows that she's actually a smart player, that she's not going to go based on emotion, unlike Kara, that she's actually going to choose who she feels is the bigger threat to her. And I think she made a fantastic move here. And she sends in Zach and Zahida as opposed to sending in Bear and Devon, which would have been the easy move. Yeah, I, I said this before, and you'll see it in my recap. I don't really like Natalie's personality, but I completely respect her as a person. Not a person, a competitor. And... And she, yeah, she was she was playing the game with her brain and not her heart. Yeah, it's it's almost undeniable to you know you could hate Natalie and Polly like loads, but you just can't say that they're not killing this game. You know what I mean? Yeah, some people are, and it's BS, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, but those are. I mean, some stands are just outrageous with their comments. So it's like you know you come out here, they come out swinging with shit that's just out of left field, like all the people <laughs> saying they don't like Bear. <laughs> Okay. All right. So then we have Zach and Zahida walking down. They have to pick. You sort of see them go back and forth. And it's in this moment when I think people really need to really appreciate the fact that my theory on Zach needing a solid partner is exactly what he needed. Like somebody who's 
down to earth, doesn't take things too intensely, who's, you know, going to have a lot of fun with it. And Zahida's not like a beast competitor physically. And Zach never once seemed to lose his temper on her and never once like got mad. I mean, this is a whole other Zach in terms of as a partner that we've ever seen before. So is that due, do you think, to Zahida herself? Or do you think he's just grown up through the years? I think it's a combination of both because I think if Zach had a shitty partner or not a shitty, sorry, it's a better way to put it is the fact that it's more of a matter of compatibility as opposed to like a shitty individual versus a shitty individual. Like I think Amanda and Zach are great competitors individually. I think they have a lot of potential, but they're so strong headed and they both want to get their way that they just couldn't work well together. And the way that they would talk together wasn't very productive. So I think Zahida has what Zach needed, which was somebody who was just going to be like, all right, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, don't worry. Stop stressing out, you know, like relax, relax, relax kind of a thing. Is that kind of what John A was like or do you not think so? No, because I think Zahida's sharper in terms of her responses to Zach. Like, she'll put him in his place, but in a nice way, more of, like, like she'll laugh about it and act as if he's, like, ridiculous. You know, she kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Whereas I feel like John A took everything really personally, so it became it became really emotional. That team became very emotional. Also because they were exes. Yeah. Okay. I see it. So I feel like there was a little bit more emotion there, but he was pretty shitty to John A. I won't lie. Like that was that was not that was not a good look for anybody, and that behavior was beyond unacceptable. Uh, so you know, combination of both. I mean, what do you guys think? Do you think Zahida was a good partner for Zach, or do you think that Zach has just grown up as a person? Um, Irving makes a good point. John A. still had feelings for him. I think so as well. I think it was I think it was pretty apparent that there was a lot of emotion on John A.'s side, and that. It was very deep to her when he would talk to her that way instead of, like, just being an average asshole. Um, All right. So they pick Wes and Dee after a whole long back and forth. And this is when Wes throws out one of my favorite British sayings of all time, which is, it's time to get mortal. And then you have Dee say, fuck that. That's a British line. Let's get savage. And this, it was like they had the perfect music right at that time. You know that shit's about to get crazy. And then TJ gives us the breakdown for a really awesome setup for an elimination. All right, here it goes. Lights out. There's two dark rooms in the center of the killing floor with puzzles inside of them. There's also two light switches way down by the end of the killing floor. They start at the light switches, and when TJ says go, they have to race down to the dark rooms and begin working on solving the puzzle. The lights keep being turned off, so they have to run back to them in what seems like 30-second intervals or something super, super fast. By the time they get there, it's like a couple seconds they have to run back. The first to solve the puzzle and ring their bell wins and of course the loser goes home did you think that one of them had the advantage when you saw the setup for the alim oh i just saw wes had the advantage for being wes <laughs> yeah i mean there's no doubt in my mind that wes is going to win mm. i wasn't sure i mean i saw a small spoiler on instagram thank god this was the only elimination i caught on the spoiler like fuck you to the instagram person who posted it as a fucking photograph with all of the eliminations like down in a list i saw zach and zahita and wes and d and i just sprinted down my feed as fast as i could to try and ignore it um so that's all i saw from that thing so i kind of had an idea while watching the episode what was going to happen um but in general it just reminds me a lot of like zach losing the puzzle to kara kind of a vibe 
back in you know do you remember that yeah in, yeah, yeah. In vendettas yeah and so it just felt like felt like it was gonna be another one of those cases where zach was like fuck it's a puzzle this kind of thing i wasn't sure how zahita was gonna do um but i just don't know that there was much of a better choice for them to choose of who to go in because that was such an equalizing type of an elimination it wasn't like all about physical strength well they could have still chosen Josh and Amanda, I suppose. I mean, I know Amanda's good at puzzles, but we don't know how good Josh is. He's never really been good at anything. And so if they're switching off running, then there are sometimes that Josh has to do the puzzle and might not be solving it. It's true. And he lost the first challenge, which was a fucking puzzle. Oh, so right. it's like, Duh. you know what I mean? So we actually know he's, or we don't know he's shit, but we know in pressure situations with puzzles, he hasn't performed. Right. So I think that would have been a better option above Wes. Mm. Yeah. I mean, going against Wes in an elimination is that's like a big ask. That's I, I would say. OK, I have a question for the audience. Who is scarier to go into elimination, Wes or CT? Ooh. That's a good one, right? I mean, who would you who do you think has the more guaranteed shot of winning the elim if you choose them? If it's physical, it's CT. Anything else, it's Wes. So you think anything that's sort of like X-Battle, pole wrestle, get your hands on it, you would go with CT? Yes. And then anything else, you'd go with Wes? Yep. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty fair – I would say that's a pretty fair analysis. I, I would be a little bit more scared, though, now of Wes than I would be of CT now. But I think Prime, <laughs> I would be a lot more scared of CT than of Wes. You're right. It would be a little bit tricky. Although apparently CT has been bulking up or he's been working out. So hopefully we'll get to see like a really good in shape CT come back in and smash that fire in him. Yeah. We need some fire under CT's ass and like a bra. (laughs) CT needs to get back to fighting shape. We agree, LJ. We really, really agree. Um, even in physical. It's true, Tina. West plays smart even in physical eliminations. The only issue I see with that, though, is like things where there's like a massive weight difference. You have like the big, easy hall brawl limb. You also have like Hutta, the rope limb that he lost, uh, which were, you know, these were all like really shocking moments, but but he's still, he's like a beast and he's smarter now. So I feel like he wouldn't have those kind of same fuck ups like he would. Like I think if he redid that elimination against Kahada, he'd win now. I have something I just want to tell everyone is that I hate Wes's voice, okay? And Calhoun's voice sounds just like Wes's to me. (laughs) (laughs) I've been holding this in for so long, and (laughs) today's the day to share it. That's honestly hilarious. So we have now pinned down why Calhoun's voice is so stressful to many, many people. I mean, (laughs) we literally have people who don't watch the show because he's on it. Who makes a better challenge partner? Shawnee, me, or Calhoun? Asked Tina. No, no. Who makes a better challenge partner for me? Tina oh, or Calhoun? Shawnee. Tina. <laughs> Honestly, that'd be a fun challenge. That would be a fun. <laughs> me and Tina would laugh our way to the end. We would like take a we would like take a nap. If they were like, okay, run 13 miles, we'd be like, all right, we're just gonna take a nap right here and we'll see you guys later. Anybody have any snacks, maybe? Um, something around. We'd like set up shop. We would be Marie and Cara drinking wine in the chairs on a final. We'd be like, fuck this shit. We're about to sit around. We're about to have some wine. 
this is the end of it. Like, that's it. That's it. see you guys later. <laughs> On Fully Loaded, Tina did karaoke to Blue off of Heather's a Musical. And I can just imagine her serenading you with that. <laughs> I would love that. Thank you very mu- much, Mike. I appreciate the compliment. Um, okay, so then we get into the actual elimination. Now, I don't know if you ever played Tetris Battle as a kid or on Facebook. Okay, Tetris well, Battle. Tetris Battle was my shit. I used to beat Asians in Tetris Battle all the time. <laughs> like, this was like, that was my game. I would be sitting, I would trade back between Farmville and Tetris Battle. So I'd harvest all my crops and then I'd go play Tetris Battle. And it was so much fun. I used to kill people nonstop in that game. And so I think this was definitely my, plus, I mean, I love puzzles. This was definitely my kind of a challenge. Although the running, the sprinting, not necessarily ideal, but I think I could have killed this one for sure. I don't know how I do. I was never good at Tetris. I'm pretty sure I always died quickly, so. <laughs> I would probably have beat you. I used to beat people. They'd be like, what the fuck is this? Like, why Why would you go so fast? Or like world countries on Quiz App. Like, I would just destroy everybody. Um, all right. So so we have D, who, I mean, we haven't seen enough of D. I don't think, this season yet. Because she doesn't seem to be one who's all about the drama. So right. she hasn't gone as much screen time. But competitor-wise... I have been nothing but impressed. So I can't say I've been impressed because I just haven't seen her, Mm. which is why I wanted to see more of her during the daily challenge since Wes said she was doing well. But in this elimination, we saw her like really doing stuff. So I'm like, okay, camera, show me some more D so I can root for her. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And you know what? The daily challenge stuff, it's like we never get to see how hard the people other than the tribunal work. And that to me is frustrating. Because we don't know how everybody, how everybody else is ranking. You know what I mean? We just know the top three. We don't know how well Ash and Cam did compared to Wes and D. We don't, you know, we can't, we can't place people right now. We don't, we can't like give a sort of gradient on, you know, who's our power rankings and what's going on because we're not getting to see that much of them in competition. Well, would it be better for us like not to know where everyone else lies or would it be better like last season where they would switch their uh, placements on camera? Mm. when they recorded it and say like this person was ahead of this person but really it was switched mm. and they lied about their placement so I yeah, guess I prefer not to be lied to it's true and you know what they do that all of the time like they would always edit shit like that non-stop so that is also a very good point now apparently Irving said that on one of the podcasts she did on the episode that she said that we are going to see a different side of her starting this episode so that's pretty exciting. I mean, I hope that that means that we get a whole lot of something. I'm here for it. <laughs> I really would be. I mean, that'd be fantastic because I just think she needs more airtime. If you saw her in Jordy Shore, she's a good character. She's fun. She, you know, she likes to enjoy herself and she seems like she's really in good shape. I- I'm definitely here to watch her win and I'm watch her compete and things like that. Um, now, through this elimination, you know, you see everybody trying. Zahida kept up pretty well in terms of the running, in my opinion. Um, and from the way they edited it, it seemed like it was a very close call on this elimination. It seemed like they had just finished solving it when D and Wes had rung the bell. So, I mean, that was that was a tough one for me to watch. So I guess I should take it back that I knew Wes was going to win. Like, there was no chance because it was a close finish. So I guess I should take my comment back. 
Mm, yeah, it was it was close. I mean, I hear what you're saying though because it's it's you know you pick West. What do you expect is going to happen? Just like JP picking CT, although that was sort of a shock result. He still you know he still didn't win. Like he made it too hard for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Tina, I'm too high. I can't wait to join you. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So one question I really have um, that's been burning inside in terms of you know, Wes and D and how they're competing and, and what's going to go down is, do you think it's feasible for the way that Wes has set up his game right now for him and D to make a final without having to do much more political work? I don't know. Because the fact that he was called out was kind of a fluke. You know what I mean? Like it was sort of weird that he was called out. So that's what I wanted to speak on. I don't know if Leroy wants me to repeat this, but I'm going to. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Hannah's got some inside sources, guys. Yeah. So I asked Leroy about that whole when Zach threw the bananas towards – when Zach threw the bananas. When Zach threw the ball to Wes and, you know, bananas was – Imagine he actually threw bananas. (laughs) Right. He threw bananas. Um. So when he threw the ball to Wes and Bananas felt it was real, I asked Leroy. And Leroy's like, yeah, Zach did that on purpose. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, how do you know? And he said, Zach is always shady and does this crap every season where he turns his back on everyone. And mm-hmm. he's always very shady. And so Zach now, since he, you know, betrayed Bananas, should be on Wes's side. But now he chose Wes. So going based off what Leroy said, Zach really is shady. So maybe he didn't come out of left field. That is just Zach. Wow, that's a good point because I love Leroy and I actually trust Leroy's perspective on things a lot because I think me and Leroy see things really similarly. Like the way he handled the Camilla situation, the way he handled being partners with Mike, the way he handled his real world season with Naomi, like just the way he's handled so much throughout the seasons is almost identical to what I would have done. You know, so I I feel like we have a really similar way of looking at things and Ooh, like that's a that's an interesting take on this. You know, it could be that Zach is just one of those guys who's, who come in, play the game like a psychopath, do whatever he can to get to the end kind of a thing, almost like a Calhoun. I mean, they both are Zach's with an H. We've established they're really similar because of that. And, you know, that could be very well true. I, ooh, I don't know. Yeah, I thought that would, you guys would like to hear that. It is slightly naive to think that he would do it on accident. I mean, I do I do think that there's an option that he would have done it on accident, but it is also like a naive thought. I, I also think rather naively sometimes because I like to think more positively, and that's usually the naive direction as opposed to, you know, thinking with a sort of cynical side. But if Leroy is saying that, then I'm going to go with Leroy's gut on this one and say that that's probably Zach just trying to stir shit up. And it did confuse me why he went for Wes when he had just like lost his relationship with bananas you know mm-hmm. there's something that people don't talk about about amanda's gameplay in that situation that's really crucial and that she spent like an hour or two hours that night planting the seeds in banana's head that zach threw that ball on purpose when they didn't really have much of a fuss about it before amanda went in there and caused that riot and that was fantastic gameplay on Amanda's part because she got herself safe from that elimination. So maybe she's a little smarter and politically speaking than I give her credit for. Yeah, I think I think we don't get to see a lot of that. I mean, just like how we don't get to see any of Natalie's gameplay 
they you know they left out they left out this big portion in Amanda's gameplay and her drama does have purpose and so I really think we get to see that in those kind of times where it it's literally saved her from going into elimination I know she said that her drama has purpose but they've never shown it so I didn't believe it <laughs> it's you know? true but they don't show that for you yeah, that's that's the I mean that's the whole editing beast, you know. There was a funny thread the other day on challenge fans and a few producers got involved on the thread, like not necessarily of the challenge, but just producers in general. Somebody okay. wrote down, it was hilarious. What did they write down? They wrote uh they wrote, how do you guys feel about, you know, what goes on? Does editing even have that much of a say in how people look? Like these people are humans, they're still doing the behavior we see and blah blah blah. And it's so ignorant to believe that what you see is actually these people because you can edit entire sentences. I could take this whole podcast and literally form a sentence that's Shawnee loves Kara so much. She loves her to death and bits and pieces. She was the best this episode. Like I could actually, well, now I wouldn't have to because I just said it straight forward. But, you know, I could have done that before. I could have taken all these bits and pieces and formed that sentence. And that's totally not what I said this episode. And so they could do that all the time about everything. You know, you have Kara who is like, um, what was the edit this episode? There was a time when, when Zach was shit talking, right? And you see Kara right outside the bedroom as if she's eavesdropping on the conversation. We have no idea if she was listening to the conversation that Zach was having with Kyle. Like, no idea. That's all editing for you guys. Nobody even knows what's going on there. Um, we just have to base what we can off of what we see. And then if something like there's a hole in it, you know, fill in the blanks yourself. Try to. Mm. Definitely. Not biasly. All right. So before we wrap up, let you guys know who won. Wes and D won. Zach and, you know, they go home, whatever. I would love to dive into Davon and Cam because I know you have thoroughly watched her recaps and there's some serious debates going on. And Cam just went live as well on oh, Instagram. Really? Yeah. I need to watch that to get the so, other time. I watched it. It was, it was brief. I watched it briefly, but I'm sure that there was more. And her whole story with Devon is kind of interesting. Like what's been going down now in terms of the whole Theo thing. And I, I have multiple perspectives on this in that it's really similar to how I feel about how Kara said Zach can't be friends with Kyle and that I feel like it's a really young mentality, which is the same way I feel about how people call guys. You know what I mean? Like, oh, a shotgun that guy, nobody can get with him or like him because I have feelings for him before anything happens, you know? And to me, that's just, that's like something I would also do when I was 19. You know what I mean? That's, that's some that's some 19-year-old bullshit right there that I would have pulled. And I don't think it's really fair to say that. Like, I don't think it's fair just because you have feelings for someone, your friend can't also maybe pursue them if they genuinely like each other. So that is not the way Davon said it. Mm. Well, then I only have Devon's side, but she was saying when they like very first saw Theo, she said, "Oh, he's cute. I want to get at him." And Cam encouraged Devon to do it, and so mm. she did. And Devon and Theo were talking, and then Cam started going after Theo as well. So Devon told her, "Hey, if you want Theo, just let me know, and I'll back off because I just want a fun little flirt. But you guys are mm. young; you're the same age. You can have more. You can have him. Just tell me." And mm -hmm. Cam wouldn't tell her. Yeah. I mean, I hate that also. Like, I think it's shitty. Like, why can't you just tell your friend that you're into this guy so that way things can happen for you without any problems? 
oh, it's such a like, st- I'm always stuck between a rock and a hard place in these situations because I'm not there. So I don't really know. So I feel like yeah. it's so hard to judge it based on all of the hearsays. And it's even worse when it's like two people that I really like and respect, like Cam and Dave Hahn, where I feel like I cherish both of their opinions. And now I have no idea who's who and who's right and who's wrong or, or saying what actually happened. So I was thinking about something. Devon said that, you know, Cam would start arguments in front of the cameras and then she'd apologize in private, right? Yeah. And so that made me think about when the Cara went live and it was Angela and Cam fighting. Mm. And Angela went to state later that Cam only started bucking up more once Cara started the live. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Okay, so so it sort of like came it came like later from this whole thing that happened with them. Like there was just so much there. I feel like so much developed in those moments. And from Devon's perspective, she was just trying to be like rational about it. And yeah, I could see that. I could see that. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, drop drop a, your opinions in the comments, guys. I'd love to know who you guys think um, on that. And also, holy fucking shit. Did you read Irving's comment? Because the reunion is in London. The reunion is in I London. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. a couple weeks ago. When is it? When is the reunion happening? When are they taping it? I want to go. Like, I would actually fly to London. I have, I have my friend who's giving birth there soon. She's been begging me to go. Oh my god! Are you kidding me? Plus, oh, okay. Listen, my family would be so pissed off though if I went to London and I didn't go visit them in Israel. But fuck, I really, 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 really want to go to that. I would go to that. I would go to that more than I would go to the New York one. I um, I don't even have a passport, but I'm still planning on entering the drawing next week just because I like to know I want things even if I can't actually do it. <laughs> Wait, so what is this? There's a drawing for the reunion. Yeah, two tickets to go to the reunion. And when is it? They're going to do tell you the information next week's episode. Oh my god, I have to go to London. I have to go to London. I can't not go to London. Like that's my city. I have so many friends there. My best friend has a room waiting for me. She's been trying to get me there nonstop for like months now. Ooh. Ooh, Tina wants to go to London and Israel. Like maybe I'll do that shit. What if it's during Passover's time? Wait, hold on. March, April. Do you think it would be within the next month? What's the usual timing for reunions? Who? I have no clue. R- Rhonda usually goes to the reunions. Rhonda, can you let us know when they usually tape the reunion? Because I need to start planning this shit. <laughs> I honestly, like, I honestly would really love to do that. And then I would do a quick stop. I could do a quick stop in London, a few days, hit the reunion, do like a week in Tel Aviv, family, and then fly back to LA. Decent. Yeah, it sounds like the plan. That sounds like a decent ass trip. All right, guys. <laughs> I just want to say a massive thank you to everybody who's been tuning in, who understands, you know, that we're not evil human beings who are out there to get people. Whether or not we criticize someone on the podcast is a whole other story of how we treat people on social media as well. You know, it might be harsher on here, on air, than we are online because. I'm not trying to get Car to come in here and listen to us talk shit about her. There's no way. I wouldn't right. want someone to, to, to hear that. And if she was on here, I'd be a lot nicer to her than you guys uh, would assume that we would be. Or hopefully our listeners actually do know exactly what's going on with us. Um, and, you know, I appreciate nonstop all of the positive feedback that we get as well as the negative feedback. We had a one-star review on iTunes from Chucka37. So 
shout out to Chucker37 who made me chuckle a whole lot from his review. You know, this is why we do these because we're practicing, sir. So thank you so much for encouraging us to practice more. I really appreciate it. Uh, if you guys will go ahead on iTunes and give us a five-star rating, that would be very much appreciated so we can counterbalance this little bitch. I want everybody to know that Hannah, who has been on here today, our special guest star, is a killer writer. She writes her recaps every single week, Hannah's hit list, and she also makes awesome sporkle quizzes. People have been loving them. I mean, the bananas quiz is like off the I chain. I know. The other day we had like 1,000 plays. I was so happy. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah, so Bananas Quiz but really popular as well as the name chain, which is super fun. I, I got it right away, which was awesome because I know a lot of people were having trouble there, but I thought it, that was a fantastic quiz that you put together there as well. Uh, there's also, you know, the one that we just did, which is all the seasons, which is a cool one uh, for you guys to check out. So definitely tune into that. You can follow us at Saniac Podcast on all social media platforms and stay tuned for some awesome interviews. Two weeks time on Friday, or not two weeks, but in two Fridays. We have the Nolan Twins coming on. Uh, that won't be a live episode, guys. It's going to be recorded, so you guys will have to listen to the download episode. And we will also potentially have some amazing interviews next week, uh, maybe with a special British someone, and also maybe with a special American monkey. So I'm very excited for all these things uh, to come. And, you know, our downloads have skyrocketed since this season started. We are already almost to February downloads, like the total of February in March which was fantastic. We almost hit half of February downloads on the first day of March, which was just crazy. I couldn't believe what my eyes were seeing. So thank you guys so much for you know tagging us and tweeting us. Whenever you guys mention us, our downloads go up and I notice it. I mean, I notice it instantly. So we really appreciate that. And we really appreciate all of you guys listening. And Hannah, why don't you sign us off today? Oh, was I supposed to do that? <laughs> you just have to say, say whatever you want to say to the audience. You could sing something for us. No one wants that. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right Thank you so much. We'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye.